Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with a particular author. You're going to find out their secret recipe for creating their book. Who knows, you might even get an inside scoop on a new project. If you want to know more, we'll tell you where to find their book, and we'll also tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Kudzai Joseph Gamunyu, and he's here to talk about his book, The Hard-Boiled Egg Index, Surviving Zimbabwe's Hyperinflation. Kudzai, welcome. Thank you, Suzanne. Of course, my first question has to be, how did you come up with the title of the book and what does it mean, The Hard-Boiled Egg Index? Um, you know, during the hyperinflation in Zimbabwe, uh, the rate of inflation was so high uh, that the National Statistical Office in Zimbabwe could no longer produce inflation figures. Whether it was trying to massage the numbers or prevent people from actually seeing the actual inflation, or they did not have the capacity and the tools to actually measure it, uh, resulted in inflation figures being unavailable. But there were some young guys, economists, who um, indicated that there could be a way of measuring this uh, hyperinflation. And uh, they then said, in Africa, usually, three hard-boiled eggs uh, sell for one U.S. dollar equivalent. So if you are going to be tracking the prices of these three hard-boiled eggs over time, you should be able to, to, to measure the inflation in a country. So at the end of the day, they started using this index to measure or estimate the inflation in Zimbabwe. And uh, so for me, uh, I thought of using that title, Hard Boiled Egg Index, so that people realize that this was not normal inflation, but it was out of this world. They said that the statistical office could not measure the inflation, and we ended up uh, being innovative to try and measure uh, the hyperinflation in, in our country. I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. This was a tragedy. This was a total economic meltdown that you experienced personally. What made you decide to write a book about it, Kudzai? I um so after having uh, moved to Nigeria, I was uh, sitting in the legendary uh, 
traffic in Lagos. And in Lagos, we've got about three types of traffic. There's normal traffic, then there's uh, traffic, and then they've got what they call a, a go slow, and then they've got what they call a holdup. So a go slow is cars moving, you know, slowly move, you stop, move, you stop. And then the holdup is where you are stationary at a place for 30 minutes, one hour without the car moving. And I was in unfortunate or fortunate to be in one of these uh, <laughs> holdups, which is... <laughs> wow. And, and I was sitting to say, ah, what can I do? So I was on my iPad and said, ah, but look, I'm here in Nigeria sitting in this traffic, but no one really knows my story about what happened in Zimbabwe. Should I write a book about it? So I just uh, started writing and uh, putting in a structure on it. And um, for me, it was also that no one has really put the stories that we went through to survive this hyperinflation. So if I can put it for posterity, even my children, they will never understand what we went through uh, when we were looking after them during this hyperinflation. So if I can put it in a book, one, it will help them understand what we went through, and it will also help them to uh, manage a similar situation in future. And also to tell others, African countries and the world over, uh, if they ever go through a hyperinflation on ways and means of surviving it, and um, uh, also helping others who might want to make similar mistakes that they should not make similar mistakes to um, result in their countries going through what we went through. That, so that's what instructed me to... Um, to, 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 to actually go through the, the, the writing of this book. How did you do your research? I know that the book is a combination of your personal experiences and how you felt and the kinds of things that you went through, but you also have a great deal of statistical information in there as well. How were you able to do your research? Yeah, um, I I had to um, actually go through research using World Bank uh, information, reading other books, and uh, also going through the, um, the researching World World Bank, uh, African Development Bank, Reserve Bank uh, information, Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe information. Um, and also we had the information on, uh, uh, what I went through. Actually, I, I, I had agreement that I had uh, signed. So I, I had the prices that were there. Um, so that's what I used to come up with, uh, with this information. Let's give the listeners sort of an overview of what the book covers. 
how long the period of time was and some of the major incidents and, and things that you wanted to emphasize in the book. Yeah, so um, I think the book basically starts with uh, after I finished my university. Uh, then that was in 1994. Um, so I just wanted people to realize what Zimbabwe was before the start of the uh, economic decline. Uh, where I I I I, I had um, three job offers after I graduated uh, uh, from university, and uh, I was spoiled for choice really, and everything looked like uh, the country was going to fly. Um, then there actually appeared what is almost like a perfect storm where the country uh, sort of had uh, three major issues that happened. The first one was uh, where the war veterans uh, who were clamoring for compensation after they had um, staged a liberation war. They were paid uh, benefits, uh, and that came from printing money. Uh, without any supportive, productive base uh, to support that increase in money supply. Wow. Um, that resulted uh, in inflation going up quite uh, significantly. And not only that, Zimbabwe then embarked on land reform. And uh, the country is an agro-based country. Uh, the industries and everything else uh, was linked to the agricultural value chain. So the moment you disturb the productive base, you then are basically uh, putting a stranglehold on industry and everything that is uh, 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 required uh, to make a country tick and an economy succeed. So when that happened, it uh, also resulted in production going down at a time when money supply was going up. And uh, then there was also the third one, which was uh, really the stick that broke the camel's back, was when Zimbabwe became engrossed in, 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 in the uh, what is called the... Um, mini African World War, where Af uh, Zimbabwe was fighting a war in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where Namibia, uh, Zimbabwe, Angola on the other side, then Rwanda, Uganda, and uh, uh, Burundi were on the other side. And that war depleted our foreign currency reserves very, very uh, drastically. So you have local money supply increasing. You have got depleting reserves. And uh, then you, 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 you have productivity in the country going down. And that was a perfect storm uh, that resulted in all these uh, um, really hard-to-believe figures of inflation 
of about 89.7 septillion, septillion percent, um, which are figures, which are, which are really crazy, where we had to learn these figures. Uh, like we were learning multiplication tables and we're still very young. Uh, so yeah, it was a real perfect storm that resulted in uh, uh, hyperinflation. I, you made me have this image. I read part of what you of what you said, and you talked about people carrying money in wheelbarrows to go to shop, and of course, I just. That's a, as you said, a perfect storm. That's a perfect choice of an image. I immediately saw an individual with a wheelbarrow going down to try to buy a loaf of bread. I mean, things must have been horrific for just the regular person trying to make a living and feed their family. Yeah, um, so the, the issue on uh, <laughs> money being carried in, on, in wheelbarrows. So what happened was this. Um, because the printing price for money was running so fast, uh, the government thought they would uh, print themselves out of the economic problem. So money supply was increasing very, very rapidly. Uh, but the problem was inflation was climbing and climbing uh, higher. So it meant uh, the money that you were using to buy, um, let's, say, let's say three weeks ago, you would use a hundred uh, Zimbabwean dollars to buy a loaf of bread. And in three weeks' time, uh, you are now using 300 notes. 300 Zimbabwean dollars to buy that loaf of bread. So it meant you are increasing, the printing price was increasing, but you now needed more and more notes to buy the same item. And it, they were not taking these old and small notes out of circulation, but they were just printing more and more. That resulted in you now, one, if you are going to be buying a loaf of bread, let's say. When you were buying that loaf of bread, let's say six months ago at a hundred uh, Zimbabwean dollars, you now needed a hundred thousand Zimbabwean dollars to buy that same loaf of bread. So that in itself, you could now no longer carry that money in your pocket. You needed uh, a bag or a wheelbarrow to go and pay for, for, for that item. And because it was now so, it had lost so much value, you would now carry that item in your hand or in your pocket, but you have brought a wheelbarrow to, 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 to buy that same item. And um, the government then tried to change that by printing higher denomination notes. And uh, yeah, it became even more crazy. So that's that's what happened. Um, it was basically printing, uh, printing press uh, going uh, ballistic uh, and uh, having money which was at the end of the day no longer worth the paper on which it was printed. 
Wow. This is such an interesting book, and I think you have shined a light on a situation that perhaps so many people have no idea about. I'm sure that our listeners are wondering where they can find the book. So let me tell them. They can find it on Amazon. And if for some reason you've never purchased a book on Amazon and don't really know how it works, all you have to do is on your own computer, just put www.amazon.com in that search feature at the top, click on it, and it will take you right to the Amazon website. When you get to the website, you will see a very long, sort of a light gray, rectangular box. In that box, here's, here are the words that you type. This is the title of Kudzai's book, The Hard-Boiled Egg Index, colon, Surviving Zimbabwe's Hyperinflation, by Kudzai K. U-D-Z-A-I, Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H, Gamunyu, G-U-M-U-N-Y-U. If you just get the hard-boiled index in there and click on it, the book comes right up. And if you look in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the two words, Look Inside. If you click on those two words, the book opens electronically, and there is a really nice excerpt that you can read so that you will get a feel for Kudzai's writing and for the contents of the book. I think the book is just so powerful. You can buy the book right there on that page. Are there some other places, Kudzai, that our listeners could go to buy the book? Yes, Susan. Uh, there is uh, Google Reads. Uh, people can go and buy it on Google Reads. But the title is Hard Boiled Egg Index. There is no D. Ah, so no D. They just go Hard Boiled Egg Index, Surviving Zimbabwe's Hyperinflation. Excellent. Now, you also are doing, I believe you have a Facebook page that's under construction but our listeners could find you on Twitter. Is that right? Yes. Um, the Facebook page is under construction. Uh, on Twitter, they can uh, go to my page, which is Kudzai, uh, high, uh, slash, um, it's, uh, um, well, because, um, Kudzai Gumunyu, who's a line, um, underline uh, in between. Excellent. This is such a powerful book, and it opens people's eyes to a situation that possibly they've never thought of. When our listeners purchase a copy of the book and they read it, when they finish, what do you want them to take away from your book? Right. Um, for me, I think it's basically for them to know the difficulties that Zimbabweans went through uh, because of hyperinflation. 
how Zimbabweans survive um, on a day-to-day basis from fuel queues, collapsed health system, collapsed education system, uh, epileptic services and power supplies, um, you know, fuel shortages. Uh, we had to queue for fuel um, on a on a daily basis. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, there was also uh, the issue of um, there was also the issue of um, having to go uh, to South Africa and other countries to do shopping because we had uh, empty shelves in the shop when the government uh, uh, put in price controls. So those price controls basically resulted in empty shelves in the shop. And we had to go to South Africa on several occasions to buy um, uh, goods that were in short supply, including bread for your own information, where we had to buy like a <laughs> uh, two dozen or three dozen of loaves and we come in and uh, put it in the freezer. And then when you want now to eat, you'd, uh, um, uh, you, 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 <laughs> you would put it in a microwave <laughs> and uh, or, or like you are baking it, but you eat it to be fresh because it has been frozen. So those survival skills, I think, uh, can only be something like in a war situation, um, really. And um, how we survived is by God's grace, and um, uh, how we came out, um, even up to now, I don't, I don't really understand. But uh, apart from those problems, there were also benefits out of that system uh, of inflation where I bought a house uh, on mortgage uh, at about um, $365,000 US on a mortgage uh, to be paid over 20 years. Uh, it was equivalent uh, to 364 in Zimbabwean uh, currency. And because of the high inflation, I found out that in about four years down the line, I could take a note from my pocket and pay off my mortgage. Um, I don't know whether you can capture this, because so many people can't even capture that uh, analogy. You know, because the Zimbabwean dollar, I, you know, in, in, in um, 2007, we took out about three zeros, and then uh, 2006, we took about three zeros, and 2007, we took out about 13 zeros, oh. uh, 10 zeros. So it became a currency which had minus 10 zeros, uh, 13 zeros out of it. So if you had bought a house, a million dollars, it meant it was now below a dollar 
in uh, in 2007. <laughs> oh my and, gosh! Uh, <laughs> and, and 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 it did not end there. That that denominated currency. We ended up printing a hundred trillion dollar note. So that hundred trillion dollar note, you have to add thirteen zeros at the at, at the end for you to know the, the 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 value that it is in the original dollar that was original Zimbabwe dollar that was. So that's what we went through. I, I benefited out of buying that house, which was which was good for me, but definitely it was uh, really uh, killing the, the, the economy, and it also resulted in people now engaging in uh, several other um, uh, new ventures, so to speak. Uh, one of the things that I, I, I put in the paper is a, a lingo which was put out, which was called burning. You know, with the CDs of the past, you would actually burn a CD. People would burn a CD and resell uh, and sell. They, they would pirate original CDs and burn them and resell at a loss to the artist or whoever was there. Now, with the Zimbabwean dollar, because it was losing value so much, people were now demanding cash. Because if you put in a check, it will clear after five days. And after five days, things would have changed. So you'll find that if you want to buy with a check, there was a different price. And the cash, there was a different price. So people were now selling cash and going to buy currency. And 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 that round tripping was what he was called uh, burning, and that literally had people who were just selling money for cash and uh, putting it in their account because they had access to getting cash from the bank or from the reserve bank. They were now doing that, so that resulted in uh, uh, round tripping, which became even more inflationary. So those we you know now calling them benapreneurs, and and it really really uh, resulted in the country bleeding uh, profusely. Wow, you have got this wonderful insider perspective. I'm sorry that you had to experience this personally, but it's made your book more powerful, and it's those personal insights are invaluable because you actually were there, you experienced this. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Books on Air, Good's Eye. Thank you, Suzanne. Now remember, you can find Hard Boiled Egg Index, Surviving Zimbabwe's Hyperinflation, by Kudzai, K-U-D-Z-A-I, Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H Gumunyu G-U-M-U-N-Y-U on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris and I hope you'll join our next Books on Air podcast because remember... 
You never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.